0: We now have eight entrants into the UCP leadership race. The latest coming yesterday in the form of Calgary Shaw MLA Rebecca Schultz. Um, She announced yesterday she is running for the leadership. Of course, um, she was in the cabinet. She was Minister of Children's Services dating back to April of 2019. And we are delighted that she has time to join us this morning. Um, Ms. Schultz, thanks so much for your time. I, I do appreciate you joining us today.
1: Hi, Shay. It's great to be on here as always. I hope you're doing
0: well. Yeah, not bad. Staying dry. How about you? Yeah, the same. <laughs> it's just crazy. crazy. Um, of course, now, let's just get right into it. You're, you're, you're looking to lead a party that we all know, there's no doubt, is divided. I mean, that's how we got into this situation, deeply divided along several different lines. So let's just put out the big picture, the elevator picture. What is your vision for this party if you're elected leader? And it's up to you to set the course of the UCP into the next election.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and Shay, really why I want to do this is because I do believe in the future of our party and our province. I know that we need a leader who will bring our party members, but also Albertans, back to the decision-making table, uh, provide competent and disciplined leadership. You know, when it comes to my approach, Shay, it's that I am unwavering in conservative values, but I also make decisions with compassion and common sense, and I think that that's something Albertans want to see. I think they also want to see some humility in their government, right? Not just hear mm-hmm. people talk about it. Um, and I'm not afraid to stand up and fight for Alberta, which is what I hear a lot, whether that's here in Calgary or right across the province. And I have a track record on that when it comes to the child care deal. We didn't sign the first agreement that they split across the table. We fought very hard to get a deal that worked for Albertans based on the feedback and what they were telling us. So, you know, yes, we have to unite the party and I think You know, really how I feel is we need to stop vilifying each other and remember uh, in the Conservative Party that our opponent is the NDP in 2023.
0: You mentioned Conservative values and you will not compromise Conservative values. What are conservative values in 2022? I think even within your party, if you asked different people what are conservative values, you'd get very different answers. And Jason Kenney's view of conservative values are not the same as some of the people in the party that ended up being kicked out or leaving because their values didn't feel represented by the premier. So what are these conservative values you won't compromise?
1: You know, first and foremost, it's fiscal responsibility. And I know that kind of sounds like a buzz word, but like what does a balanced budget actually mean for families? It means that if we have a strong economy and people are working, we have jobs, we have hope, we have optimism once again. I mean, right now things are working. Our government did a number of things very well. Our unemployment rate is the lowest it's been since 2015. There are thousands of jobs being created every single day. And that is positive. We're diversifying the economy. Why do we want that? It's because that is what enables us to invest in things that matter uh, to everyday Albertans like health care and education, right? We want to make sure that we have family doctors when we need them. We want to make sure that our kids have an excellent education. Um, you know, unwavering in that fiscal responsibility, the balanced budget this year uh, was great news for Albertans. Um, and so, you know, I think it means we don't have to... Um, Step aside from those values. But I do think what I hear most often, Shay, is it's not even the decisions that were being made. Albertans want to see a different tone. Yeah. And that will help us regain their trust as we move forward.
0: That's the question I wanted to ask. The situation the UCP finds itself in now with an ousted premier. Would it be fair to say, then, that you don't think it's necessarily a result of policy, as the Premier says it is, people who are angry over COVID actions and things like that. That's what brought down his leadership. Um, His critics say, no, 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 it's the tone. It's the way that the leadership was conducted. It's the way the party operated and the fact we didn't feel heard. So you agree with them? It was more the tone of the leadership rather than the policy of the party?
1: You know, I think obviously um, things like COVID are divisive when it comes to policy. I think that any decision a government makes, there are going to be people that support it and people that disagree. That is normal. That is what happens, um, you know, at any time, not just during COVID. But what I do hear consistently uh, is, in fact, that people wanted a different tone, especially during COVID, but not just during COVID. That when mistakes were made, they want uh, a government that will stand up and say, "You know what? We didn't get that one quite right, and we're going to show you that we can do this differently." Um, you know, I take as an example yesterday. Our launch announcement was in my home constituency of Calgary Shaw. There were people there that had a wide variety of views on all policies, uh, not just COVID, um, but they were there to support me. They know that I respect their views. We need to continue to respect the different views that people have. People want to see freedom. They want a government that will fight for them against the federal government. Uh, But that will be honest and show humility. And I think we can do that.
0: I know we can. Um, And the obvious question then is, why didn't you? You've been at the table since 2019. You've been a cabinet member. I mean, not just in caucus. You've been a cabinet member seated at the table of cabinet since 2019. Um, Why do you think this is something you can say now, but you didn't say up until last month?
1: Well, and I would say this, I mean, sitting at the cabinet table, obviously we are a team and I'm proud of that team. And like I said, I am proud of a lot of the decisions that we made. We have an excellent track record, especially when it comes to economic growth. We have a lot to be proud of right now. Um, People are optimistic. There is hope. Um, There are ways to voice your opinion though, without going to the media. And that's part of being a team player. It's part of being part like a a disciplined team. Um, I think we need that discipline. We have to have those discussions, but You know, I'm not one to necessarily have those discussions on the front page of the paper because it's not fair to my team. That said, my I think you know, I mean, we have had a different approach. I'm often not, um, you know, having disagreements with people on Twitter. My office has an excellent relationship with media. Anybody who called me on COVID policy in my um, office, I called them back. I wanted to hear their views. Whether or not they were the same as mine, they're equally important. And I think, you know, our party members really want to know that each and every person has a voice, that their views, while differing, are still respected and valued, even though we may not all disagree. And we're going to make decisions at different times that people disagree with.
0: Um, As leader, you're right. You're going to make decisions that people don't agree with. Part of the problem, of course, that plagued the the, the current leader and outgoing premier is the fact that he could not keep the party together even as those unpopular decisions had to be made like they do in all governments. How do you do that? How do you avoid that trap of saying, you know what, I know there's people in this party that aren't going to agree with me, but this is how I'm going to keep them on board and keep everybody pulling on the rope in the same direction so we don't fall apart and end up in the same position three years from now? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when I say it's time to get our party members back to this decision-making table, you know, that includes our team. We have an amazing team of MLAs who are hardworking, who are exceptionally talented right across this province. We have volunteers and constituency association uh, boards right across the province that want to pull together, want to stay united, and want to essentially take on the NDP in 2023 and make sure that we can continue our economic growth. Um, You know, I do believe that's possible. I think people want to feel heard. Um, And that's part of my commitment is to travel to every single constituency in this province, knock on doors, make phone calls, meet with the constituency association presidents, boards or volunteers in every single one of the constituencies across this province to make sure that people know that they're heard.
0: Um, You talk about the tone and the fighting and the feuding on Twitter and things like that, situations like the war room, um, some of the press people, the way that they've handled themselves. Would you change the tone of the government overall? Like, for example, let's talk about the war room. Does it persist? Does it continue? Or is that something that would be wrapped up under your leadership?
1: You know, I I haven't rolled out my specific policies just yet. I do think we have to continue to fight for our energy sector while we also see amazing growth in other sectors from manufacturing, ag, technology, um, film and television. We have a great story to tell here in Alberta. Um, I do think that, you know, we can't lose sight of that, but I do think we can listen to Albertans say, hey, you know what, I hear you. You want to mm-hmm. see a different tone. You want to see a government that shows humility, not just talks about it. Uh, you want someone who's straight up with you. Uh, you know, yesterday, um, one of the things I said was, you know, people don't want their officials talking to them like bureaucrats. They, they want to be heard. They want to know that they're understood and that they're valued. Um, and I think that's part of shifting the tone.
0: Um, Rebecca, thank you so much for your time. Unfortunately, I'm out of time, but we'll chat again. I do appreciate you joining us this morning.
1: Well, thank you. My
0: pleasure. That is Rebecca Schultz, who is a UCP leadership candidate, one of eight now, MLA for Calgary Shaw, former Children's Services Minister. Just a couple of quick texts here. Uh, John says, "Shay, I'm taking out a UCP membership to vote for Rebecca Schultz. I've been a supporter since listening to her presentation on the $10 daycare when Justin Trudeau, Christian Freeland, Jason Kenney each spoke. She was the only one of the four that sounded like she had passion for the people of Alberta. The next text, same old, same old. And another one says, I'm proud of my team. She just lost me. So um, that's that's what she's facing. That's what they're all facing. And we'll see who comes out ahead at the end.